You'll remember to help celebrate the 40-year anniversary of Celebration of Discipline, we're focusing each month on a different discipline. Today begins April's theme of prayer. You know, one of the biblical prayers that many folks, Christian or not, seem to know is the 23rd Psalm. Now, a number of years before his passing, Dallas Willard led a weekend of teaching on the 23rd Psalm at his local church. This year, his friend Larry Bertoff and his daughter, Rebecca Willard Heatley, took those old cassette tapes and put together an amazing book. It's titled Life Without Lack, Living in the Fullness of Psalm 23. What follows is a really helpful conversation with Rebecca. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. Life without lack. Dun, dun, dun. Becky, this is this is good. Do you this like is, it? I really like it. I, I I can hear I can hear his voice, but it okay. Here's my assessment, and you tell me if that if this fits. There's almost a kind of pastoral care mm-hmm. in 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 his words. Not that you don't get that in other of his writings, but it really comes through in a unique way. Oh, that's exactly it. I mean, and and uh, the allure of gentleness is the same way, where he's he's just he's he's talking to people at the church, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he loves them and wants to share this with them mm-hmm. and help them grow closer to God. And he's genuinely investing in these people. And so the pastor heart of Dallas Willard just comes flowing out in this. And, and I had, um, in fact, I just told my husband last week, I was wishing we could call these kinds of books, you know, our pastoral series, but people see the word pastoral and they think you're out in a pasture or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's the 23rd Psalm, right? We can. Well, yeah. So that works with this one. But yes, um, that is very much what what we wanted to keep in that is his tone in talking to these people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, another thing about doing this kind of book is that so many people have told me that they have read the book, whatever books, um, Divine Conspiracy or whatever, they've, they've read one of my dad's books and and it was so hard for them to assimilate everything, mm-hmm. but then they went and heard him speak. And a lot of times it sounds like they've sort of written him off. They're not going to read these books. It's too hard, but then they go hear him speak and then they get it. And it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they connect. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to keep that. We wanted to get that into some books where mm-hmm. the difference in how he speaks and, and how he talks is, um, is in print for people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I know that we will never be able to word it the way that he would have, if he had done his usual editing at 60 times and <laughs> language and all that stuff. Um, but to be able to keep his, his speaking voice. Yeah. People are really responding well to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm glad. Well, it's interesting because it's certainly not dumbed down. 
but it is much easier to access. Maybe the way to say it, like mm-hmm. you know, whereas some of his works, I, I just got to camp on a paragraph for a while, or you know, kind of yeah. reread it and kind <laughs> of you know sit with it and not just move on. Whereas this yeah. just is, as a well, it's accessible like a talk would be, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he spends a little more time explaining things where if he were able to word it perfectly in that one paragraph, right. mm-hmm. that's what you get and he moves on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is one of the nicer things about this. Tell people how this came to be because this was off of uh, audio recordings, yes? Yes, yes. Um, we had a eight-part teaching series okay. uh, on the 23rd Psalm and it was called Life Without Lack. Uh-huh. Uh, based on the first verse of the psalm, which says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This was recorded at my parents' home church in 1991. And the pastor there immediately uh, was saying, you should make a book out of this. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, um, maybe you should take the recordings and you do the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want another and, project. <laughs> yeah. And um, so the pastor was Larry Bertoft, and he did start on it a couple of times, I guess, and life sort of gets in the way. And so, um, but then after my dad passed away, Larry really wanted to do this. He wanted to keep his kind of, he wanted to keep his word to my dad that Mm -hmm, he would mm -hmm. make this happen. And so he got in touch with our family and uh, we talked about it and agreed to work on it together. And so, um, so we took the recordings and then we added in, um, a few things from other places where he had taught or written about certain subjects that either it had developed further in his own thinking or places where he had said he wished he had more time to talk about Mm -hmm. this or that. And Mm -hmm. we found places where he had taught on that elsewhere. and just put it all together. Larry did a wonderful job um, with keeping the, the voice. And, and one of the joys of working with Larry was we, we would have these um, sessions on zoom where we're talking through what we've been editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And both of us are like, is that we're trying to word it more smoothly or make it more clear. And we're both so concerned. Is that exactly what he meant? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to reword this in a way that we're changing what it means. We want it to be exactly what he means. And we want to mm. be true to what he was trying to say. And it, it was really a privilege to work with Larry in that way, because we were trying, both of us trying so hard to stay true to the original Dallas and to mm-hmm. get that into people's hands. Mm-hmm. So what was your role in the editing? Um. We just, we were editing together, basically. Larry, um, Larry did the first couple of rounds, I think. And then I was able to get involved. We had other projects we were working on, so I didn't get to jump in with him on this as soon as I would have liked. But we were working it together. The editing is just kind of going back and forth and smoothing out. And then then I was helping find other find some of the other material that we mm-hmm. plugged in. Mm-hmm. So it was eight talks and eight, an hour each talk. Yeah, roughly. Um, and, and then there's Q and a at the end. And so when you have Q and a, 
Um, well, the, so uh, the fun thing about doing a project like this is with my dad, you have the Q&A at the end. And mm -hmm. so you need to, in book form, integrate that into whatever was said earlier yep. that, that question goes with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when you get into the next session, he'll say, as you remember last time we talked about this, mm -hmm. and he'll add more to it. So mm -hmm. that's got to mm -hmm. get moved into the previous session. Mm -hmm. And then in that second session, he'll say, now, next time we're going to talk about, and he'll say some important stuff about that, that then he doesn't say in the next session. <laughs> so, you that in. so you're, you're going through this whole body of material where he keeps referencing back and forth and trying to put everything in one place on mm -hmm. that topic. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Like of the a giant topics. puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me think that learning that skill on this project will be of great help for other similar projects, right? Knowing yeah, how to... Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I did on the Allure of Gentleness, too. Mm -hmm. And um, there was very much more of, of all of this, piecing things together with that book, because we had met... Um, uh, before Dad passed away, we were working on this book. And so we had met to talk about the things that he didn't get to address in his teaching series okay. um, that he wanted to add on the series on the topic of apologetics. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I had this list now where I had to go and find, you know, where did he talk about why there is a hell and, you know, the different things like that and um, pain and evil. And so, um, so that had been a real exercise in pulling it all together and getting the flow right. Yeah. And so this was actually easier because it was much more self-contained. Right, right. And yeah. I mean, the, the only time he gave this talk was yes. to this group? Yes. How, how many people do you think heard it? There were about 30 people. And it was his church family, uh, people that we're still in touch with, he used to go to the Rose Parade with them. Mm. Um, just a very sweet presence that you can feel when you listen to the audio recording. Mm -hmm. So Larry was there, you know, at, at every session, you can hear his voice in the Q and a. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's a really nice series. And, you know, my dad talks about the 23rd Psalm so often, and mm -hmm. there's a little tidbit probably in every book about Psalm 23 and how he used to recite either that, you know, and or the Lord's Prayer in the morning before he got out of bed. And it was a very meaningful passage for him. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, he believed that this could be what life was like. Mm -hmm. And so teaching people how to live in that um, and how to take the 23rd Psalm off of the wall plaque mm -hmm. and make it part of your life and to live as if the words of the psalm of Psalm 23 are true. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, he, he spent eight weeks with these people mm -hmm. going through that kind of thing. How do you, how do you address the presence of evil in the world and how do you strengthen your faith? And he had a great, um, there's a great section in chapter five about the faith of Job. Mm -hmm. and um, the progression of Job's faith going from the faith of propriety where uh, Job basically did what was good and right and did what he'd been taught 
mm-hmm. and was assuming that then God would protect him and reward him, take mm-hmm. care of him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where his faith was. And a lot of people have that kind of faith. And mm-hmm. um, and my dad was sure, you know, sure to point out that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's good if you have that much faith, that's great. Um, but then trouble came and Job moved into a faith of desperation where he mm. was really calling out to God. Mm-hmm. And so you go through this series of, you know, a whole long series of chapters in Job of him calling out to God. And then at the end, when God shows up, um, then Job moves into the faith of sufficiency <laughs> and suddenly says, I have seen God. and what's happened to me doesn't matter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is now I've seen God. Yeah. And so such a deeper to, level of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how you live in the 23rd Psalm, you know, mm. is, is by seeing God and understanding who he is. And that's what the first two chapters are about is how glorious and magnificent God is. And um, that he he is generous and he loves us and he wants to provide for us everything that we need. And so um, we really don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. If we can understand how, you know, his power and that he has everything he's in control of everything and wants to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And so we can, we can rest in that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Well, that was really good for me getting to work on this material and kind of meditate on thoughts like that. Sure. And um, so it, at the beginning of the book, it talks about how um, we, we need to really believe what we say mm-hmm. we believe mm-hmm. and um, that we need to live as if those things are true. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, my dad always taught that the most important thing about you is where you put your mind. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so in those first two chapters, it's just like this long meditation on God. Mm, mm-hmm. and, um, that was so good for me to get my mind in that place. Mm-hmm. And so, and we've gotten wonderful responses to the book. Yeah, I bet. Um, in fact, somebody posted on Facebook the other day and, and I, kept this open i wanted to read it to you oh good yes he said studying the first couple chapters of life without lack feels like worshiping in a mass choir singing great hymns or like praying with friends at the top of a gorgeous pass in the sierras it is grand and sweet and personal Mm. and that's how those chapters affected me too just Mm. (laughs) just this beautiful look at god There's it, but but there's also a kind of. I mean, one of the things I've really appreciated about your dad's work is is his use of kind of plain speech, like mm-hmm. not. I mean, there's no kind of deceit in in let's kind of dress up the language to, um, but yet there's a sense of beauty in that kind of plain. Is that to say plain speech? Does that well, simplicity has great value. I, mm-hmm. Your dad wrote a book about that, right? I think he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> in the Quaker sense, that kind of plain speech, just kind of honest integrity, and yeah, um, yeah, and that's but to to do that, but yet casting a vision of something so beautiful and grand is mm-hmm. um, there's something really compelling to me in that this book is so invitational of con- contentment, free from worry, fear. Um, there's just so many pieces that are, I think, very, very relevant and helpful for um, people today. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you do believe the psalm, um, you know, for me as a uh, recovering workaholic, <laughs> um, this being able to really immerse myself in this material has help me move forward in that as, as I learn to value and seek rest. Mm-hmm. And so if the Lord is my shepherd, then he's the one in charge mm-hmm. and I'm not in charge. And I, I know somewhere dad has said something about how difficult it is to be the one who's in charge, you know, and, and mm. releasing control. Right. And you don't mm. have to be responsibility responsible for everything and stuff and mm-hmm. um, so god's the one in charge and so he makes me lie down in green pastures and he needs me beside still waters and he restores my soul mm-hmm. and so why am i working these long days mm-hmm. to try to make ends meet and you know giving up time with my family and giving up time that i should be spending with the lord and giving up how many hours of sleep every week mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. the Lord is my shepherd and he's in control. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can be, if I will live into this, I can be that sheep that is lying in the green pasture because I'm already full, <laughs> you know, and, and cup resting. overflowing. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of a, a, so working on this and helping to put this together and put it out into the world, you have to say, okay, Becky, do you believe this? Right. Or are you just passing it through your hands uh-huh. to everyone else? Uh-huh. And so it's been really good for me to mm. work on it. And, and I'm hearing a lot of people say very similar things mm-hmm. just, and, and, um, I just finished this book and I'm going to go back and read it again more slowly and comments like that and, and how it's, it's feeding people's souls Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's been really beautiful to hear from people. (laughs) And so I'm excited about the book. I hope that it will do wonderful things for the church. And um, it is probably the most accessible book of my dad's material out there from Mm -hmm. a reader perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I hope that that will draw people in who haven't uh, wanted to read any of my dad's other books yet. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is as close to a devotional book from Dallas Willard as you're going to get. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is a nice time of year for that with Lent and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I hope, I hope it will really help people. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time my dad was lying on the couch one afternoon and, and sort of heading into a nap. And he said that one of the best things about writing books is that they're out there working while you take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. So I think about that with, with these books as we get them out, you know, that he, his, his books are still working. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to play a role in that. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's, that's really an honor. And mm-hmm. so, you know, our family just prays that we will do well with this and represent him well and mm-hmm. that people will be blessed and strengthened in their walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what struck me about this is, obviously, it's about the 23rd Psalm, but the kind of fullness of the 23rd Psalm in terms of kingdom life, in terms of its practicality for modern age. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a niche book in terms of, oh, it's just Dallas on 23rd Psalm. It's really a, uh, um, just very helpful uh, in, in that sense. I'm excited about it, about it just to, I've never given a whole lot of thought to the 23rd Psalm, other than I've heard Jan do some really compelling talks on it. But, you know, have you heard her do those? Yes, yes. Um, and actually, um, and that, that's one of the things that she, um, she did in the apprentice experience that I just graduated from the apprentice experience. Oh, did you go through it? Okay. My certificate. Congratulations. Um, but our, thank you. Our first meeting together, Jan did Alexia Divina on the 23rd Tom. Mm-hmm. And and that was so meaningful to me because I was working on this book, mm-hmm. and she was bringing more life to that and helping. What what she did helped me really apply it to me. Mm-hmm. And what was going on in my life at the time, and that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now Jan Johnson is getting ready to do an online course yes. based on Life Without Lack. And I'm very excited about that. And probably I'm hopeful that um, they will be able to uh, do this maybe twice a year for a couple of years or something. Okay. And, do the online class. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make that available to people because she's, you know, she had the, the cassettes of life without lack long ago, you know, and knows the material really ah. well <laughs> from that that kind of a place. And so um, she was very helpful as we were working through the material. We had her read it in the early stages and give comment and Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was incredibly helpful. And, um, and I love her teaching on the 23rd Psalm. Mm -hmm. So to combine that with life without lack, I'm just so excited about Mm -hmm. that opportunity for people. I decided to chat with Jan Johnson about the online class and her general take on the book. Jan's kind of the person I talk to when I have questions on Dallas's work. Not many people know his material like she does. She spent years assisting in his Fuller class and then of course her own writing and teaching. You told me this was good. Yes. This is really good. A lot of years ago, I bought all these cassette tapes of Dallas's talks, and one of my favorite sets, and I mean, I loaned it to so many people, was the Life Without Lack set. I just uh, loved it. So I'm so glad that Larry Burtoff worked on this, and he and Becky turned it into a book. Um, I believe that this is 
one of Dallas's most accessible books. So if you've never read Dallas Willard, mm-hmm. this is a great place to start. And if you have, this is a book you will love. And you can also give away to people who might not read the others. Mm. Good point. Good point. And you know how Dallas was always talking about living in the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. This is another way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of his fullest descriptions of life in the kingdom of God. We, um, like he has the end chapter in renovation is like that. Children of the light. Several different places. He describes what life in the kingdom of God is like. But this, is, this whole book is like that. And it's just fantastic. Mm. Do you hear his voice in it? I mean, in terms because he didn't, you know, this is an audio that's been, you know. Oh, and together. they left the goofy things in. There's this one place where he's talking <laughs> about the, the washing of the disciples' feet, and he says, You have to remember that in their seating arrangements, the feet were very close to the other person's nose. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> get that droll thing going on, you know, that very dry sense of humor. And so he, um, so they left all of that in. And um, yes, and it, it sounds like him. I can hear his voice as I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Good. The One of the pieces I took out of it and mentioned to Becky was, it feels like pastoral Dallas. Yes. Like a certain kind of kind of care not that you don't see that from his other writing but it i can just picture him with 30 people that he cared about you know i think you're right because it has more of what we might call application okay like he has these phrases fear and worry are worthless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's this big challenge that you really can live your life without fear mhm Sometimes you read a sentence and you go, oh, I got to just think about that. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way I could believe this? Mm-hmm. And um, But it's so good that way. As you, so you've heard the tapes. I mean, you, you've done talks on it. As you saw the book and read through it, was there a new piece for you or something that was impactful for you? I'm not sure that there was exactly a new place as much as he was really making it clear that you could live without fear. I mean, that was one of the big things he always said, Mm -hmm. but he just goes so deeply into that and is so blunt in saying that, Mm -hmm. that, that, that you really just have to immerse yourself in it and think about it. Mm-hmm. And God's enoughness. Yeah. It's radical stuff, super relevant culturally. I mean, this is things that everyone's just kind of dying for, life without worry and fear and contentment. One of the things I got excited, this is on like around page 100. I remember listening to the tapes when he talked about Job moving mm-hmm. from um, various stages of faith. And I really liked being able to read it and go through it. Um, I think he talks, he calls it the faith of propriety, the faith of desperation, the faith of sufficiency. 
which some of those words are pretty old words. So it's sort of like respectable faith. I'm going crazy faith. (laughs) (laughs) And then God really is enough faith. Okay. And I thought that was really good. And, And he talks about how the first kind isn't, isn't bad you know we it's not like just because it's the first one it wasn't good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so he's respectful of all the versions of faith but he he just helps you know that it it, it can be really good because i think if, if you've had a life of some kind of high drama you just live in the desperate faith you know mm. you just want to read the psalms that are <laughs> that nobody reads about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know. <laughs> and to know that we could actually could move to bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my goodness. In fact, when he the think magnificently of God is a huge theme, especially in chapters one and two. And that's really what Paul's talking about. Rejoice in the Lord always. That really is bless the Lord, oh my soul. But I liked, I loved that whole think magnificently of God. Mm. It's interesting because he's, these are big things, but there's no sense of trying to sell you or, Mm -mm. right? I mean, it's, it's got an earthy, it's got a kind of legitimacy, clarity. I'm really excited about this book. And he comes off, I like what you said, he's not trying to sell us. Now and then he just comes out and says these things like, you don't have to live in fear. Mm-hmm. And if you just take that statement and sit with it, you're going, yeah, I do. <laughs> he, he's really challenging you. that, And not, not just challenging, I'm not sure that's right, but letting you know it's possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The term I, I like is... Tickling your imagination, huh? <laughs> oh, that's very, yes, very good. I love that. That's what he's doing. I got that when I think I was praying for a group and it just came like, God, would you tickle their imagination of who they can become? That's what it was. So, well, and when we meet someone, I mean, like my relationship with Dallas was a whole tickling of the imagination. Because he was just so odd. (laughs) And he was different. And then he believed in him. And it was just weird. Mm -hmm. You know, there was nobody else on the planet like him. So he he kind of tickled my imagination of what would it be like if I lived without impression management? Yeah. Like, well, that's crazy. (laughs) You felt affirmed by him. Yes. What was that? Well, if I was thinking about something or asking a question or just telling him what I was up to, he would give me a very intense look. Uh And he would say, now, Jan, I know you can do this. (laughs) Okay. And he he did that to me so often. Becky and I were talking the other day and she goes, okay, do you think he was just saying that to encourage you or do you think he really meant it? And I thought about that for a few days, and I said, here's what I think. I said, because he told me that about things that I did not believe I was capable of. I said, here's what I think he was doing. It's like he had a fish on the line, and he was reeling me in. (laughs) I think I've got one. Mm 
Mm-hmm. She could do this if she just believed, you know? Mm. But I always got the feeling that he really did believe it. But then, the, and I'd be just sitting there going, really? You know, okay. <laughs> I heard rumor of a class. Yes. What, what is this? Well, my partner, my online course partner, Matt Rhodes and I have produced a few online classes. Yeah. And so we approached the publisher and we're doing an online class starting April 9th. Okay. Based on life without lack. It'll be a six week class because that's, people don't seem to, to last much longer than six weeks. And I know there's eight chapters, but I've got it worked out. <laughs> and, uh, we're doing this one a little differently. Like we're releasing on Monday and Wednesday a video that is, oh, maybe 12 to 15 minutes long. But at the end of each one is, a, is a, an exercise for you to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them, I think it's the end of week one, the first session, we invite them, here you go, Nathan, to tickle their imagination, to let their <laughs> imagination be tickled. Because I'm having them imagine a life without fear. Uh-huh. And so we we have a great time with it. And I tell them, you're not going to be able to even do this unless you can at least imagine it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I love these exercises at the end. And I'm trying to vary them. Like sometimes like one has a worksheet on on what love is like and, and they get to talk about what and they get to think through, thank God for the different kinds of love that he shows. And, but a lot of them are just in the middle of life. This is what. Here's what you can do. And then they share on the Facebook page how their exercises went. You know, Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. them like when you're polishing your car, think magnificently of God. Mm -hmm, And we mm -hmm. talked about how to do this, that God is contagious. You don't have to try. Mm -hmm, You don't have to catch it from God. And so we have great fun with that. So, um, and the sharing on the Facebook page is good. So we're very excited about this. Videos, some challenges, and then a community to interact with online. Yes. And then um, it will be helpful if they have the book, but they don't absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And then in the back, Appendix A is passages um, about the sufficiency of God, how God does provide everything we need. And um, we're inviting people to do Lexio on that in between. Mm-hmm. And I have found that to be just great as I've gone along and read the book and done Lexio on some of those passages. And mm-hmm. so, um, I, I am just honored and blessed to get to teach this. <laughs> Where can people find out information on the class? Okay, there's lifewithoutlack.net forward slash course. And that's where you can sign up for the course or if, you're, if this is early, um, sign up to be on the waiting list for the course. And then we will have a free webinar where you can listen in and get ideas of, of what Psalm 23 and what the course is going to be like. Those will be April 5th and 6th. The one on April 5th will be 4 o'clock Pacific time, which would be, of course, 7 o'clock Eastern. And then it'll be April 6th at 10 a.m. my time, which, of course, is 1 p.m. Eastern time. So that just gives you kind of a taste of what we're going to do. 
and you can sign up for the course or you cannot sign up for the course. Oh, another feature of the course that I'm really excited about is that we're also producing a, a short weekly study guide. So if you want to do the course as a class and participate on a classroom level, then or or like a group Bible study, you know, your home Bible study, you can do it that way. And then you can download questions each week to use in your your group. So you can show the video in the group and then you can do the questions. And it starts April 9th. Yes. Yes. Well, there you have it. Again, the book is titled Life Without Lack, Living in the Fullness of Psalm 23. You can find out more information about the upcoming course in a free webinar at lifewithoutlack.net. And if you'd like more info on the work of Dallas Willard, let me point you to two websites, dwillard.org. And that one's run by his family and Dallas Willard Ministries. And then there's dallaswillardcenter.com. And this is the organization out of Westmont College. Hey, thanks for listening and have a great week.